Hey there, Disky Chicks fans. Before we get started with today's podcast, I wanted to tell you about a special opportunity for you to become the DISC expert in your organization. Would you like to deliver DISC debriefs with ease, facilitate coaching sessions and teaming sessions with confidence, and elevate your stature as the go-to person for all things DISC? Join us for our live advanced DISC certification training coming up in early January 2022. This is a live small group class delivered in four two-hour sessions during the first two weeks of January. Please go to DiskyChicks.com for more information. And don't wait because the December 17th registration deadline is coming up quickly. Oh, and one more thing, since you're a Disky Chicks podcast listener, enter the promotion code DCP123 to get $150 off the registration fee as a thank you from us to you. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Disky Chicks podcast. For business leaders, HR directors, coaches, and those interested in learning how to use the DISC assessment to grow self-awareness, improve communications, and develop leaders and teams. Please welcome your hosts, business coaches Martha Fourlines and Cindy Jacoby. They are loud and proud about all things DISC. Hi, I'm Cindy Jacoby, Chief Engagement Officer for Biz Health Consulting. I work with companies and teams to improve their effectiveness by improving their hiring and their communication skills. I use DISC to help teams better understand each other and how to work better together and how to choose the right candidate for the job. I also offer certification classes so anyone can comfortably deliver and debrief the DISC assessment to their employees or clients. And by the way, in DISC language, I'm a high influencer and low compliant meaning I like to talk and influence, and I'm not great with rules or details. Martha, how about you? Hey, I'm Martha Fourline, CEO of Belief System Institute, and I'm very much like Cindy. I'm also a high influencer with a very, very low C or compliant, not good with details and not good with following a lot of rules. I also have a high dominant, which we'll be talking more about in the show. I work with courageous entrepreneurs as a consultant and coach to improve leadership skills that then improve business performance. I've had a fascination with human behavior since I was a kid, and I was blessed with 28 years in the corporate world where I was an HR and communications executive. Trust me, being in the people business that long, I've seen and heard it all. And then I started my own business in 2007, focusing on my passion, helping entrepreneurs to be all they want to be to grow their businesses. Together, Cindy and I are the Disky Chicks. We are here to inform, support, and have some fun with you as we talk about the Disk Behaviors Assessment. Some of you may know about the DISC assessment. DISC measures behaviors or communication style, things we can see when we observe a person closely. What do the letters stand for? D stands for dominance, 
someone who moves quickly, they're direct to their communication and they're all business. And I is an influencer, someone who also moves quickly, but is more people focused, outgoing and often humorous. S stands for steadiness. They're slower paced introvert who are people focused, reliable, and yes, steady. And the C stands for compliant. The C's move at a slower pace and they are our data-driven perfectionists who love to know and follow the rules. DISC is the simplest tool to understand but goes very deep and very wide and that's why we have lots to talk about. Welcome to our podcast. We're built of contradictions, all of us. It's those opposing forces that give us strength, like an arch, each block pressing the next. Give me a man or woman whose parts are all aligned in agreement, and I'll show you madness. Mark Lawrence. Great quote, Martha. Thank you. Thank you. Today, since we're going to talk about conflict, I thought that was an apropos quote, because it's not just conflict with others, is it, Cindy? No. Um, yeah, your, your quote is talking about internal conflict, and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about today and how assessments can expose this uh, in ourselves and in other people. Um, in fact, we have three different types of conflict that our assessments can expose. And the first one is probably the most obvious, which would be, we call it the me, you conflict. And this makes the person who took the assessment aware of their style, but then it makes them also aware of somebody else's style, especially if it's somebody that's different than they are. And so naturally based on what's high and what's low, you would have a you, me conflict. I like to do things this way where you like to do things that way. Right. And, you know, the more you know about yourself, the more you'll understand how people are going to be different. And that could just naturally bring conflict right off the bat. And so our assessments are great at exposing that. It doesn't mean you will have conflict, but you are set up for conflict. Absolutely. And I'm dealing with two different clients, two interpersonal conflicts going on among peers that I'm trying to help resolve, which is exactly that. They're just very, very different from one another. And the more dominant ones are digging their heels in and not budging on acceptance that this other person's MO and the pace and everything they do is different from them. Yeah. And, and, you know, we even have, as you know, uh, our, our assessments, we, if we have two people who've taken the assessment, we can match them up in what's called a comparison report and we can look at them side by side. So every time I'm working with conflict or trying to do some kind of mediation, that's the first thing is I do is I put those side by side and just see and show it to them and say, guess what? I haven't even met you yet, but you guys are set up to have conflict. And then that takes the personal nature out of things right it doesn't mean that either one of them are bad it's like you guys are just set up to to see things differently and that's what we want to understand today and that, right. that's really helpful it's hard to Absolutely. not do that personally yeah exactly exactly the other conflict that we often find through assessments is a me 
job conflict. The me job conflict is a conflict between a respondent's disc style, how they like to do things, and the job's necessary style. So certain jobs require you to be people focused. And if I'm not people focused, but I'm asked to do that, then that's a me job conflict. And it works the other way around. If you are people focused and you're put in a alone in a dark room to code all day, that's gonna probably be a conflict. And when you have a me job conflict, it can lead to disengagement with your job. And we talked about that just a couple of weeks ago, Martha. Yeah, absolutely. And Cindy and I talked about the job benchmarking process so that you can eliminate that from happening in really finding the right profile for the job to be set up for success and higher to the profile. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, that is the sole reason we do job benchmarking is to, uh, to mitigate that need job conflict as much as possible and get people who, whose communication style fits beautifully with what the job requirements are. Exactly. So that's two of our three conflicts. And we're going to talk today about the last conflict that these assessments can help bring up. And it's actually called a me, me conflict. It's a conflict within yourself where, as you may have, you rarely do you have just one single behavioral style above the line. You call that a pure style. Often there are two different ones. And sometimes I even have three. So that means that sometimes I'm one way, sometimes I'm another way. And since there are four different ways, that means that you're going to have some kind of conflict within yourself as one of those tries to take over your communication style and the other one's fighting back to take over that style as well. Right. Right. Talking, talking about that, uh, we did uh, another podcast on emailing and I told the story about um, I am a high influencer and a high dominant. And I would get an email back in my corporate days and I would read it and I would go, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And then I'd start banging out an email and then I would go, oh, who am I sending this to? Oh, they're a high influencer. I better soften this thing up so that I wouldn't offend anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. Know yourself. That's right. That's right. So I think it'd be you know, some some of the styles that when you have two above the line, they complement each other a little bit better than others. So we'll pick one that's, you know, maybe a little more conflict based. And so Martha and I decided we wanted to talk about somebody who has style is a high D and a high C. So that's a high dominant and a high compliant. And if you're new to the Disky Chicks podcast, Martha, why don't you go over um, what a high compliant looks like? Okay. It's important to understand that that high compliant behavior style is looking for procedures and information. They really love doing that, researching, finding the right answers, looking for the truth. Um, And they have a very cautious disposition and their pace is slower than other styles. So some of the strengths of this high compliant is that they are extremely accurate and they're 
really striving for perfection. They're highly analytical. Um, Again, fact finders, data researchers, they are cautious and careful because they don't want to make mistakes. They want something as close to perfection as they can. They're very, very detail oriented and they're afraid to make mistakes. So sometimes they'll stall out because they're just trying to get as much information to defend their case, if you will. And they can be bound by structure and procedures versus really being okay with things and moving forward. Yeah, they don't, they don't like making mistakes. So it's hard for them to turn over work that they don't feel 100%. Absolutely, ready. absolutely. Did I leave anything out, Cindy? No, I think that was a, that was a good um, descriptor of the compliant. And I'll talk about the, the D or the dominant. Right. Um, the high dominant, who similarly to the high cautious, is, is task-focused. They are adventuresome. They're ambitious. They're pioneering. They tend to look towards the future, unlike our compliance, we're looking towards the past uh, and they're self-starters. So they move at a much quicker pace than the other styles do. They are looking in the future and trying to get there as fast as they can. They're full of energy. They like direct answers to questions. They don't mind confrontation. In fact, they enjoy confrontation because again, they're, they're task focused. So whatever they're talking about is about a task. And so they like kind of duking it out with everybody. They love to solve problems. So they don't mind being in power. They like authority and power and they like challenging assignments. So, you know, the D's are really um, kind of aggressive task focused people. One potential weakness of, of a high dominant is that, you know, they don't do so well with routine work. It's not exciting enough. They're, they're not, they don't slow down enough to listen and they're not great maybe with active listening and they're quick to make decisions. They don't take the time to gather all the facts like our high compliant friends would. They just need enough that in their mind, they have enough to make a decision without having to know every single thing. And so sometimes they overstep their authority within their team. But words that work with a high dominant if you say quick or advantage or decisive, those are all things that, that they love to hear. Things that they don't love to hear are follow directions and, and being patient. So that's kind of makes up a high D. And so mm-hmm. for today, we're going to combine you know, my high D description with Martha's high compliant description because we know plenty of people who have taken this assessment and come out high on both of those sides. Right. And, and once they take the assessment and they see it in print, they go, Oh, well, no wonder I'm always so conflicted you know, because they felt it, but maybe never really articulated it so well. And, and it does create stress. Because they want it done now and they want it done perfectly. Right. Clearly, that's a problem. Right. It's like, let, let's hurry up and meet this project deadline. But, oh, my God, we still have all this data to analyze and, <laughs> and it doesn't look right. And what are we going to do? 
talking to themselves. <laughs> right. So, so what the C and D have in common is that they're both task focused. So that part of them gets along beautifully. They love working on stuff rather than working with people. Right. But where the conflict comes on is the pace. Cause you know, Martha was talking about the compliance being slow and deliberate and analytical. And I was talking about that D who is marching, marching and, you know, driving the bus as fast as possible. Right. So that right. is where the, the rub is. We do, we do have a colleague who, you know, we, we got their information, a testimonial about what it was like to have this communication style when they were trying to get their PhD. So he's high compliant, high dominant, and he sees the problem that you can't have both breadth and depth with every project something has to give you know, he's got deadlines for this right. for this assignment but right. he loves to research and so he could he could probably spend years doing this right but but he was afraid to hit the send button on his dissertation and and it's all because he wanted it to be absolutely perfect and flawless something he could defend when he had to present his dissertation and he just kept digging and digging and looking for more information and extreme fear of making a mistake. Yeah. It it was, it was very painful for him to get through this whole process and even consulted with his brother and his brother's advice was like a high dominant the only good dissertation is a done dissertation. Get it done. <laughs> yes, but he has these obsessive thoughts. Of, and he's constantly asking himself, what if I'm overlooking something? What if I made a mistake? I still don't know enough to finish this. I need to learn more. You know, but he had to make a decision what to choose. And yeah. he ended up you know, having to give up on the perfect and, and turn it in. Right. He's doing okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. He gave up on perfect, but this need to not have any errors comes back to haunt him all the time, especially when he's <laughs> under stress. So he can change his behavior, but it's still within him for sure. Right. Right. Um, but, but I would hope that having that keen awareness of it can he can have some, show himself some grace and, and move on knowing that, okay, 95% is good enough. Right. <laughs> he's not an 80, 20 guy. He's, he's maybe a 95. And, and having this self-awareness can help you with that. Help you reason with yourself that right. it is time to, it's time to turn it in and it'll right. likely be okay. Right. Absolutely. So in the DISC world, this CD combination is called the implementer. Yes. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that because it's not all C or all D, but a combo platter, if you right. will. And there's, you know, there's what, 4% of the population that makes this up. So there's not a, there's not a lot of them, but right. they all seem to, everyone that I've talked to that has this profile does seem to agree that there is some internal struggle, but they do bring a lot of value to the organization. They're very creative. They're great troubleshooters. Right. Um, and they're, they're rational. They're looking for rational outcomes. Right. 
Absolutely. And then there's always the weaknesses, you know, um, they make decisions inconsistently, potentially, believe that or not with that high C. Mm -hmm. And they can be overly critical of other people, probably more other people's work than other people, but uh, underappreciate other team members' contributions because, of course, that, that with that high dominant, theirs is the best idea and the best solution. And really not regarding the feelings of other people because they're the CD implementer combination is just not very people oriented or sensitive. And they may come across mm -hmm. as insincere because they're just so blunt. And one, one other part of the rub too is pace. That high dominant is going at hundred miles an hour to get things done. And that slow compliant is going at a much, much slower pace, which um, again, contributes to the whole Mimi conflict to begin with. But they do tend to use time well. Compliant in them wants to make sure they have enough time to get something done, but then the D will give them a deadline. You know, all of this, of course, in your head. And right. so they don't waste a lot of time. They, you know, they get right to work. And of course that the C part of them always wants more time but they yeah. tend to be able to make deadlines if, if the D keeps them accountable for that. Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's talk about words that work and words that don't work for our implementer friends. Well, those words that work are function, action, data, uh, because they are, um, I would say, highly functional, efficient, effective in terms of, how they go about getting their work done. Um, and of course, data. Cindy mentioned that. Yeah, the data is that compliant. The action is that D, <laughs> that dominant. Yeah. So yeah. words that don't work, um, relax, <laughs> assume, and perception. The, the high compliant is not interested in somebody's perception. Neither is the dominant for that matter. They want facts and they want it to be, you know, they want it to be right. So right. telling them to relax is not going to work. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't relax <laughs> and they don't want you to assume anything. They want the, the facts to back up. What right, doing. right. They are more objective than subjective. We'll leave that to some of the other behavior styles, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, they tend to assess leverage facts and figures and advance towards a solution. That is, you know, the right. definition of that implementer. So here are some phrases that works for an implementer. One phrase, um, minimize the human factor. Their ears will perk up to that. They like it if you say that this idea has been thought through. Because again, they don't like that willy-nilly standard. Other words that work or phrases that work, this product lets you maintain control over what's really important to you. Yep. Gives you control over your outcome. They love the word control. Have complete control over your business. Mm -hmm. Designed to be easily controlled. Notice none of those phrases that we use have anything to do with people. Right. Just the process. And that control word is really a high dominant thing, but it can also be that high compliant thing too, um, because they want control over things for perfectionistic reasons, right? 
Yeah. So hopefully that gives you a good idea on, you know, what a me, me conflict looks like. And the example, you know, is that, that dominant and compliant and the pace is really what separates the two. Next week, we will attempt to talk about even a tougher Mimi conflict. And that is somebody who has a high influencer and a high compliant. Notice the C's are always involved in this, Martha. <laughs> These Mimi conflicts, right? Yeah, a high I is a people, fast paced people person. Right. And a high compliant is a slow paced task person. But there are plenty of high I sees in the world and there are some great jobs that these folks fit perfectly into. So we'll talk that we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. And it's a great creative profile too. All right. Well thanks for listening in to the Disky Chicks and we'll see you next week. Thanks to all of you continuous learners for listening in with Cindy and me today. We are passionate about the power of the disc behavior assessment and we love bringing it to you and your clients. We invite you to visit our website at diskychicks.com. There you will find a link to all of our podcasts, and you can listen to previous episodes and subscribe. Also on our website, you can try a DISC assessment for yourself. Just click the link, take the short assessment, and we'll quickly send you the results. Also, check us out as well on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to hear from you. See you next week on the Disky Chicks podcast. Thank you for listening to the Disky Chicks podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. To learn more or start a conversation with Cindy and Martha, visit the Disky Chicks podcast Facebook page.